Hello, PodFam, and hello, Rachel. How are you today? I am doing okay, Laura. I'm about halfway through my chamomile tea this evening, so I'm starting to feel a little bit sleepy, but I'm going to boost up my energy and, you know, bring some excitement. Well, you better, especially with this topic here. This is all about fitness, so we're getting the blood pumping. We haven't done that in a long time. So yeah, I'm actually really excited to talk about this because I love our fitness episodes. Me too. And we have an awesome one coming up in the fall where we give an update on what we've been doing and Mm -hmm. how Mm -hmm. we're going to try and stay motivated as it gets colder and darker outside. Yes, we are. So how are you doing today? I am doing good. I am having a get shit done week. Yeah. It's a little bit self-pampering, but also like things I needed to do. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I've gotten my lashes uh, lifted and tinted. I got my hair done today. I've got like doctor's appointments and other appointments to do this week. And I'm just, I'm getting it all done. So it's crazy, but I'm feeling super accomplished. Nice. I mean, you deserve it. So thank you. I like to think so sometimes. I like to semi-treat myself, but I'm also like, you've been putting this off for a very long time. That sounds lovely. I'm glad that you are treating yourself this week. What tea are you having this evening though? Ooh, so I pulled out um, one I definitely haven't had for a long time. And that is Mm -hmm. the, oh my gosh, I have to remember the whole name of it. Um, (laughs) My Yogi's Organic Cacao Bliss. Oh, I remember that one. Yes, this that's is the a one. really like long a, name. Yeah, it's like a powder. I think I got all the right words. I do not know if I said them in the right order. Mm-hmm. But more or less, it's like my yogi cacao bliss. Something, something, something. And nice. this one's nice. This is the very like earthy one. Um, has like cacao, turmeric, ginger, cinnamon, I think cardamom in it. In it. So it's just like not overly spicy, but very soothing and warming. Um, Lovely. Yeah, I I love this one, especially it's an awesome like coffee substitute. Nice. If you just kind of want the ritual of having a coffee-like beverage, but not having like caffeine, this one is is a great substitute. Nice. I'll have to try that out one time when I come to your house. Yes, definitely. I will make it for you. It does have a bit of a gritty taste to it, so you can't be mm-hmm. weird about texture. But okay. if you're not bothered by that, this is an awesome tea. I am a little bit weirded out by texture, but I'll I'll give it a try. <laughs> <laughs> try it once. I have a texture then, thing. Yeah, you are a texture person. Um, I am too over some things like mushrooms. Mm-hmm. But uh, try it once and you might be surprised. It's kind of an acquired taste. Nice. Well, would you like to let our lovely listeners know what we're going to be chatting about today? Yes. So as we mentioned earlier, we are going back down the fitness path. And in this episode, you know, we're over halfway through 2022. We Mm -hmm. are well settled into the trends that have Mm -hmm. come forth for this year. And Mm -hmm. so we just kind of wanted to do like a bit of a quick top trends that are like going on right now and what we've been seeing and kind of give them like a yay or nay, you know, are they they working for us or are they not? Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, Rachel, let's get into it. What's your uh, first fitness trend? So my first one is using the outdoors as your gym, which I personally love doing this. I, I think it definitely, 
Yeah, I think it definitely um, started to gain some steam when the pandemic was going on because we couldn't go to gyms. So everybody was outside walking. And if you could, you know how like in the parks, they have like the little workout setup where it's all like body weight. Yes. But it's like the different machines that you can use. Oh my gosh. People yes. Can... The park yeah. that's near <laughs> my place, um, it has like throughout the park, like all these different um, pieces of equipment mm-hmm. and they're not weighted or anything, but you always see mm-hmm. like, especially seniors yeah. on them um, when they're mm-hmm. out for walking, they'll like walk to one, do like a couple, whatever crunches yeah. or, or whatever the machine is for. And then you see them like power walk to the next one. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to lie. There's a couple of those where, um, especially like if it's like tricep dip mm-hmm. machines or something that they are humbling. They are. With, with them being not weighted. I was always like, Oh, I don't know if I've messed with those. I feel like they, they would be easy. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I feel like I'm not strong. enough. <laughs> so yeah, it's just been, I think it started to develop during the pandemic because we didn't have any other options. And I think since then, uh, people have really enjoyed the benefits of it because I think it promotes a lower impact version of fitness if you want. So, you know, for instance, my example of this is I've done a lot of walking Mm -hmm. and a lot of hiking, which, you know, it's still getting my heart rate up a bit and I'm still getting my steps in, but I'm not like pounding the pavement you know, going for a long run unless I wanted to. Yeah. But then there's also the options that if you want to, you can go for a run and you can do uh, like you can go running on a variety of terrain. Like if you want to go flat, you can go on a track that's outside. Or if you want like a trail run, you can go on a hike and run there. And I just, I think it's really versatile. And I think it's a nice way to promote a mind body connection as well, which is also becoming very important Mm -hmm. in the trends of 2022 for fitness, because I think people have found the value of using movement to calm down their brains a little bit. And I think this is just a great way to do that. So I'm very much a yay for using the outdoors as a gym. Yeah. And, um, this is definitely something that I was doing over the summer, a lot of walking Mm -hmm. and always like making a point um, to walk for about an hour after yep. work because like that got my heart rate up enough that I did some activity. And then I also got like, you know, around 10,000 steps or so like that plus my just daily life. And mm-hmm. I really love the idea of people just using everyday activities mm-hmm. as their, I don't want to say workout essentially, but just recognizing it as a movement, right? Yes. Like, And we've we've talked about this before, where you just kind of make movement part of your everyday life. And yes. I know I've been out for walks in the park before, and I see like yoga classes going on out in the park. And I know that was like, it was around always, but yeah. especially because of the pandemic, that really got boosted because people could be far apart and they could mm-hmm. be outdoors in the fresh air. So mm-hmm. I love seeing that even now studios are open again, that uh, people are still having these like uh, organized yoga meetups. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like it, it just gives a nice time to socialize as well. So I am definitely a yay for doing your workouts or just activities outside. Nice. We're off to a good start. We're both a yay for the first one. 
Yay. <laughs> Yay. All right. All right. What's yours? So my first one here is wearables. And by that, okay. I mean, you know, you have a Fitbit, a Garmin, um, mm-hmm. you wear it on your wrist, you have a heart rate monitor. And now you're seeing like rings are, are the new thing. Mm-hmm. And I... I'm going to admit like I've, I've had Fitbits in the past and I would like wear them for a little bit and I'd be like, mm-hmm. eh, I don't know. I don't really feel like wearing it now. Um, mm-hmm. And I never wore them while I slept. I don't know yeah. why. I was just like, oh, I don't want anything on me when I'm sleeping. But I was um, really getting into walking as I, as I mentioned before, but I was mm-hmm. just like, okay, but am I actually like being active? Like, am I yeah. actually getting like, enough activity in in a day or in a week so Mm -hmm. I actually like pulled out my my old Fitbit I've got like a super old model it's a the Fitbit Alta HR so I don't even know if Mm -hmm. you can buy them anymore they probably have like a new Mm -hmm. version I think it's Inspire Aspire is the new version of the one I have so it's super simple like I don't want an Apple watch or like a, a Google watch or Samsung watch whatever they're called Um, and I don't carry my phone around all the time with me. Like I know my phone has like a built-in health app, Mm -hmm. but I don't want to be like walking around with that in my pocket all day. And it just didn't seem accurate enough for getting like heart rate stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm kind of glad, like I just happen to have this Fitbit and I think if I didn't, I was seriously considering buying like just, um, one of the the cheaper versions that still had the heart mm-hmm. rate capabilities. Mm-hmm. And I'm now using it. Like before I was using it for pretty much just steps. Yeah. And that's it. But mm-hmm. now I'm kind of looking at it more holistically where I'm like, okay, how am I sleeping? I don't really care about calories burned because that's, that's whatever. Like I'm not really um, all caught up on that. But I'm like, oh, look, like I got – 30 minutes of activity mm-hmm. today or like, Oh, my heart rate, it was in the, um, I, Oh shoot. What are the, what the levels? There's like light activity, fat burning mm-hmm. zone, and then peak. Yeah. And, and I like knowing this kind of stuff. And I think Fitbit as an app that's on your phone that it links to, um, mm-hmm. they have gotten better at presenting the data in a more meaningful way. Yeah. So like I said, I never used the sleep feature before, but now I use it every night because it actually gives mm-hmm. my sleep a score. And it's not always based on like how many hours did I get? It's literally like, okay, you didn't move. Like you were okay. still the whole night. You had an yeah. excellent sleep or, mm-hmm. you know, um, days where like, I've had days where I've been really stressed going to bed and mm-hmm. my sleep score reflects that where maybe I had like a fair sleep, like I tossed and turned a whole lot. So Mm -hmm. I really like knowing this data now because it just makes me think a little bit more about what I do in the day. Mm -hmm. And I've I've kind of recognized like, oh, hey, you know, if I go for something that's too active or I'm doing something that's too high stress within an hour of going to bed, I don't sleep well. Mm. You know, like this is just, really interesting now that I've been tracking for a little while to see Mm -hmm. like, okay, you know what? I really do need to tone it down two to three hours before bed Hmm. or else I get a terrible night's sleep. 
That's really interesting. I like how, like you said, I love how holistic it is where you can start to see the patterns in your own life Yeah. in real time where oftentimes, you know, it's, we, we, we kind of are like, oh, I think I sleep well. Yeah, but there's I, no way of knowing. Really. Yeah, because before I'd be like, "Well, I slept eight hours. I should feel fantastic." Yeah. But I've had nights like I think even last night, mm-hmm. I slept about six and a half, mm-hmm. which to some people like that is not enough sleep. Mm-hmm. But I didn't move all night, so mm-hmm. I actually had a really good sleep, and it's yeah. just nice to know that data. Um, because before it used to only track your hours. It didn't actually really analyze yeah. it as much. Mm-hmm. And I found that was making me stressful because I'd be like, oh my God, I only slept six and a half hours. Like, yeah. I feel okay, but like, wow, that's just, I'm not sleeping enough. Um, but with this yeah. like added information, I'm like, oh, look, like I did not move once. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Where you could sleep for like 10 hours and be tossing and turning the whole time and not have had good sleep at all. Yeah, exactly. So I really like where wearable technology is going right now. Um, and mm-hmm. I know there's like a ring. I think it's called Nuva Ring. That could be the birth control. I'm not sure. I think that's the birth control ring. <laughs> I think that's the birth control. Oh, my God. What is this ring called? Um <laughs> Shoot, I've seen ads for it literally like recently. Okay, not Nuva Ring, but there is <laughs> there is a ring that's going around and it essentially does um, similar things. I don't know all the features of it, but that one's definitely more on the health side. And I just, I just love where this technology is going. And um, before I, I said like I was not interested in getting an Apple Watch, because I I don't want a wearable device that keeps me overly connected. Same. Right? Like, like I don't yeah. – if I'm out, you know, at the barn or I'm out walking and stuff, like, I don't want to be getting phone calls and text messages buzzing on my wrist. Right? No. Like, it's too much. It's just I don't like the idea of being overly connected. So mm-hmm. I know a lot of people, like, I was in a – a workout class last week and majority of people had their activities set on their on their smartwatches mm-hmm. and like that's totally cool like if that's for you and and you enjoy that tech technology cool um mm-hmm. for me personally like I just I, I want to detach like I'm on my phone or on a computer all day yeah so I just didn't want a device that like I, I treat this thing as a watch right like it tells me the time and it also happens to track my health stats. That's mm-hmm. how I want to keep it. I don't want it to become like this computer on mm-hmm. my wrist. I get you. Yeah. I feel the same way. Yeah. And so, then some people will just wear like a heart rate monitor. Yeah. As well, which is like super accurate. Like if you're really into the heart rate stuff, get a heart rate monitor because it'll be much more accurate. But mm-hmm. if you're just kind of like curious, I definitely recommend like a Fitbit and it doesn't have to be the all-out GPS tracking one, just get a simple one. So I take it you're yay? I'm a big yay. Okay. I am like, I'm indeterminate because I actually don't have one mm-hmm. and I don't have any experience with one. I feel like I would be more inclined to be a yay. Now that I've told basic. you about it, are you like kind of curious yes. now? Yes, I am very curious. More for like the basic Fitbit, like you're saying. I am the same way. I don't think I would want a smartwatch mm-hmm. just because I feel like that would stress me out. And, you know, when I go for a walk or something and I purposely leave my phone behind, 
I don't want it showing up on my wrist. Yes, exactly. You know? Yeah. So I, I'm indeterminate, but leaning towards yay for more like the basic fitness trackers, like Fitbits. Yes. But I think I'm still a nay for smartwatches. Yeah. And I know there's going to be people out there. I can hear them already being like, well, you can turn the features off to not have calls and text messages go. But I'm like, then why would you spend 700 or I don't know how much it watches, but it's a lot of money. It's It's, it's a lot of money. money. It costs more than a Fitbit. So I'm just like, why would you spend all that money if you weren't going to use those features? So personal choices, people. Okay. Do what's right for you. Personal preference. Exactly. What is your number two? My number two is bite-sized workouts. Mm, So I found this, I found this very interesting, but instead of people, you know, scheduling an hour, hour and a half into their day to go do their workout, people are now splitting up, like splitting it up throughout their day so that they do 15 minutes here, maybe 10 minutes here. Maybe they do like 15 squats at their desk or something, or they do some sit-ups while they watch Netflix which I'm going to say I'm a nay for this. Okay. How yes. Come? Not because I, I'm a nay for, I'm a nay about this for me personally, because I think that type of exercise where, you know, you're, you're seeking out opportunities to just like fit it into your day. Like you're like, Oh, I have 10 minutes here. Let's do 15 squat, like three sets of 15 squats. Or I have another five minutes here. So let's do a bunch of sit-ups. I can see that can cause it to become a bit obsessive where your life is kind of revolving around it. And you, um, I I can just, I can see it causing some issues Mm -hmm. with body image because I've definitely had periods of time where like, if I was feeling like I wasn't getting enough exercise or something, I would like lie on the floor and do a bunch of sit-ups. And I would never say that me doing that was like a signal that I was, emotionally in a good place about my health and fitness. So transitioning to more of a bite-sized workout format, I think could put me in that mindset where that scheduling, where I go do four workouts a week, one's an hour here, another one's 30 minutes here, et cetera, et cetera. It creates separation for exercise from my like day-to-day life and thinking. It's more just something where I'm like, okay, this is a scheduled part of my day. I'm going to go do this. And then I'm going to go on do the rest of my day. And I'm not going to be thinking about that. Does that make sense? Yeah, it really does. And I'm like you, you know, in the past, if it would be a commercial break, mm-hmm. I would sit and do crunches or squats or whatever, um, jog in place yeah. during the whole commercial break. Because I was just like, okay, I'm fitting it in. I'm doing a little extra. Um, mm-hmm. So... Yeah, like I don't I'm I'm kind of indeterminate about this mm-hmm. one. Like I un- I definitely understand where you're coming from on this. And like my question is to people who only work out this way is like I'm I guess I'm curious like how effective it That's is. That's my other thing is I'm actually not sure how, you know, 5 minutes of squats is compared to doing like a 45 minute leg day workout. Yeah, and and like also um, just going back to heart rate and and getting cardio in, like I understand if your goal that day is to just go for a 10-minute run. That that I understand, but the squeezing it in like 10-minute 
cardio based where you can fit it in. I, mm-hmm. for me personally, I, I would find that super disruptive to my life. And Same. I will explain because if you're trying to get cardio and you get sweaty, like I, I have to pre-plan for that. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and I hope this, like, I, I'm sure people somehow understand what I'm talking about here. Like I pre-plan to get sweaty when I go work out, you know? I guess yeah. Yeah. So I, you. I feel like I would after a while be like less inclined to mm-hmm. go do it unless like that was the workout of the day. Yeah. Because what am I going to do? Get cleaned up like three times a day or just be like sweaty for the day. So mm-hmm. I know like the the micro workouts a lot of people are talking about is just doing like five minutes of squats, five minutes of crunches. But then again, I'm going back to like, okay, well, how effective is that really? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm I, like, I get it. Like I'm cool. Like if people just want to like sit and do crunches while they're watching TV, mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with that. I think that's fine. But yeah. yeah, like trying to effectively get a workout in and like that is your whole workout plan is just doing these little bite-sized ones. I just, mm-hmm. I just don't know how effective that would be overall. Of course, like yeah. everybody responds differently. So I don't know. But for me personally, yeah, like I don't think I would do that very well. I need like a set block of time mm-hmm. and be like, okay, it's workout time. And then when it's done, it's done. Yeah, I also genuinely don't think my body would respond well to it. It's just not enough um, time yeah. focused towards it. Like, I feel like I would get going, and by the time the bite size workout is done, my body's like, wait, but we just warmed up. Yeah, yeah, because I've noticed a lot more um, as I've gotten older, like, workouts are kind of tough when you get going for at least like the first 10 minutes sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of gets like, oh, okay, like now I'm into it. My mind's into it. I'm going. My body is here where I feel like everything would always feel kind of challenging because my body would mm-hmm. always be getting warmed up and then it'd be over. Yeah. No, I 100% agree. Totally am supportive if this is your way of approaching fitness because any method of fitness is good. Yes. Just a caution against getting obsessive. Yes, exactly. Because I just know going back to the wearables, if I had an Apple Watch or something that you know like tells you when you're being active and I was also doing this, I would get very obsessed right. with that pairing, you know? Right. Or it's just like, you were active for 10 minutes. I'd be like, yes, I was. And I'm going to go be active for another 10 in an hour. Yes. Okay. So Definitely a mindset with that one. Mm-hmm. What's your next one? Ah, so my next one, I think it's one that everyone can appreciate. And that is yeah. gym hygiene. Yes. Yes. This is important. <laughs> yes. This is, this is one of the good things to come out of a pandemic before, you know, in a gym, I I would always wipe my equipment down before I used it because mm-hmm. I just didn't trust that people were doing it before. And also like depending on the gym you were at, I didn't really ever see like staff really going around and cleaning like individual pieces of equipment. Mm-hmm. So I always considered the gym a very dirty place. And I don't get me wrong. Yeah. I think it is still a dirty place in general mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. you know, people are sweating. Yeah. yeah. It's just it's just the name of the game. Um, but now in gyms, I feel like more of them have installed like the, the wipes, the sprays, the sanitizers, and people are a little bit more conscious and courteous about it. 
mm-hmm. where like they're all wiping it down before they touch the equipment and then they are wiping it down again when they're done. So I think it's like this group effort of yeah. gyms are now just like just the equipment's a little bit cleaner. And mm-hmm. now it's part of the staff's job. Like every hour they're going around or whatever, whatever their schedule is, um, they go around and clean the equipment. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate this because like back when I was using like more free weights and um, machines, mm-hmm. my hands sometimes would be like dirty oh, after touching you know. it. And I was just like, I don't want to touch myself. Like, I don't want to touch my face. I don't want to do anything here. Just because I was just like, when was this last cleaned? Oh, my God. Yeah. So that is something I, I am, like, here for. I get you. My gym has definitely been doing that more. Mm-hmm. But we've also recently been going to, like, a rock climbing gym. Right. Which they've got a lot of hand sanitizers everywhere. But, you know, it's kind of hard to, like, go around the whole walls and – disinfect every like hold yeah they almost need like a giant sprayer and we'll just like spray the wall down but then again like it's not actually being like wiped honestly i've um i've just gotten very obsessive there with the hand sanitizer yeah that's a good idea i think that's a good plan yeah so i i'm yay for this i hope it's very important i hope everyone is a yay like i hope no one i hope so too like disturbed by like oh i have to clean the equipment now because of covid Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. we should always be cleaning the equipment everyone it's just yes just good practice good hygiene yes i have a question for you actually because like i wipe down like every machine Mm -hmm. that i use but like if you use a kettlebell are you also wiping all of that down yes oh I need to work on that. Am I a little bit obsessive here? Even so, when I was at the gym back in the winter time, Mm -hmm. like whenever I used like a mat, a yoga ball, I wiped everything down, like a treadmill. I just think gyms, I've, but I've always been like that in a gym Mm -hmm. because, Mm -hmm. like, you know, after you like touch the dumbbells and your hands smell like a bit metallic. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's just a dirty smell to me. So I've always been like that. But ever since like the <laughs> pandemic, I'm like, everyone clean. <laughs> everyone clean. Right? And I felt like people people would like judge you now if you don't wipe down your equipment. Yeah. No, they do. Yeah. Um, like my everyday practice is like wipe down like all the machines I use, all the mats I use, like treadmills and stuff. Yeah. Sometimes I will wipe down like um, – barbells yes too but sometimes when it's like a kettlebell or a dumbbell I might not but maybe I should well you know what you'd be surprised at how uh, dirty that wipe is after you wipe it down because no one else is cleaning them yeah so this is is more of a PSA (laughs) than a trend (laughs) don't tell me that uh yeah it's important. Everyone, clean your gym equipment. Yes. Don't be like me. Wipe down the kettlebells. Yes, wipe down everything. Then you just know. You just know you have clean yeah. stuff. Yes. All right. Shall I move into my next one? Yes. Okay, this is like my favorite one as of recent, and it's exercising in accordance to your cycle. Ooh, that is a good one. Oh, and I'm like, I wanted to talk about this one because I actually have like experience to pull from mm-hmm. now with this. So Anyway, I'm going to give a brief description of what this is. So depending on the stage of your menstrual cycle that you are in, your energy levels vary. So for instance, in your follicular phase, which is, you know, leading up to ovulation, you have a lot more energy. 
to burn. So like, you know, you can do high intensity, like hit workouts, you can do like sprinting, you can do heavy weightlifting and stuff like your body has the energy for that. And also when you're ovulating, that's also a good time for those types of workouts. But when you enter into the luteal phase and your period, you're well through the luteal phase, like your energy is dropping, right? Because your hormone balance is shifting. You might feel more inclined to do yoga or go for a walk or do like lower impact cardio, like, you know, maybe jogging as opposed to sprinting. And you might not have as much energy for weightlifting where when you enter into your period, you might not really want to do anything at all energy wise. So you might be more inclined to do some stretching or go for walks again. And I've never, I think cause like I have always prized myself on maintaining like a fairly decent level of fitness. So with like weightlifting and stuff, I've never really experienced this because I've just been doing it for so long that I, my body knew how it went. But I know I mentioned it a couple episodes back, but I've recently started a type of cycling class, which is like really intense. I know you can speak to this too, Laura, because you know what the class is. Yep, yep. And like pretty much it's described like those workouts are like one hour of those is like three hours in the gym. Like it's really tough. And I've noticed like ever since I've started and I've been doing it for about three months now, when I'm at the beginning of my cycle, I can keep going forever and I'm doing so great. And, you know, like I'm hitting personal bests, like everything's going well. But the second that I enter into my, like start to get closer to my period, I think I haven't finished every single workout that was happening during this time period of my cycle ever since I started. And it's like clockwork. Like I have about two and a half weeks that I'm really killing it. And then the week right before my period, I make it halfway through the workout and I'm like, I don't have the energy for this. Yeah, no, it's definitely something that you really realize once it's in practice. Mm -hmm. Especially with something like that, that your body is not necessarily used to yet and demands a lot of energy. So you can really feel the fluctuations in your energy levels from stage to stage. Yes. And I think this goes hand in hand with your mental state. Because mm-hmm. I know you you as well and definitely me when we were younger, it was just like, oh, I didn't I didn't do that workout. I didn't stick to my like my weekly split that's always the same and never changes. Uh, mm-hmm. We would really beat ourselves up over this. Yeah. And yeah. now like, like I'm just busier in general. Mm-hmm. But um, I do kind of have a bit of a routine and – I'll just have weeks where I'm like, man, I am just not feeling – like I just want to foam roll, you know? I, mm-hmm. I want to stretch. I'm just like feeling low energy. I'm going to go for a very slow walk around the block. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then I look at like my app and I'm like, oh, well, that explains it. I'm getting my, my yep. period next week. So I don't mm-hmm. have the energy. And then usually like during my period, like after the first couple of days and then heading back up towards ovulation, I'm just like – like vibrating with energy and I'm like, I'm going to go power walk. I'm going to go like, do this, do this, do this. Like I, I kind of embrace that. And now Mm -hmm. in my mind, I'm telling myself like, okay, this is the time you want to do things that are a little bit more intense. Do it now. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's just a very healthy way and, you know, women's bodies are not studied nearly enough as they should be. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really important that we understand what is happening to us. And mm-hmm. ever since I started like actually tracking and knowing what's happening with my hormone levels and my energy levels, I'm just like, oh, this makes sense. It's mm-hmm. not a big deal that I'm not feeling cardio or like long intense workouts this week I'll feel Mm -hmm. about like I'll feel good about it next week and I move Mm -hmm. on right like I just Mm -hmm. I tailor to what I feel I think it's like it's like the intuitive workout it is it is and really like a great way that I have shifted my mindset so that I don't fall into like the okay well like I know I'm at this stage but like I should be doing it mm-hmm. it's just like accepting that my body is asking for rest yes. to do what it needs to do you know it's like okay there's a lot of things that our body is about to go through can you please just chill and I'm like okay I'll listen because I didn't listen for a very long time you know oh same here and I've definitely noticed a difference in my stress levels Mm-hmm. Like overall, my body just feels more at peace because it's just like, oh, you're not like pressuring me to do like an hour long intense workout that like I don't have the spare energy to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, exercising in accordance with your cycle. Yes. I'm a yay. I am also a big yay and it leads very nicely into my third trend, which is intuitive mm. eating. Right? So I think this goes very hand in hand with um, working out based on your cycle. And Mm -hmm. I'm definitely here for intuitive eating because I spent years trying to control my diet, restrict different types of food, be on uh, different types of eating plans, and wonder why my body's freaking out. I get you. Yeah, so I love that more people are now talking about this. And Mm -hmm. I do want to highlight, like intuitive eating in itself is not eating for weight loss. I think people have to be very careful with their mindset when they do decide to eat intuitively. Mm -hmm. Because you can go to different extremes. And and then it very easily falls into like, oh, I'm, I'm essentially eating a diet, whether it's good or bad, because intuitive, it can be like, oh, well, like I'm eating the things my body wants, but I'm going to still restrict how much Mm -hmm. it gets. Mm -hmm. Or on the other hand, it's just like, oh, my, my body's craving McDonald's like every day. Um, Yeah. you need a little bit of discipline. So it's a very fine line to actually be eating intuitive. And that's where I think it goes hand in hand with the cycle as well. Because like the week leading after my period, I am like, give me carbs, Mm -hmm. give me carbs. Don't put a salad in front of me. I'm going to be even hungrier if I eat that. Give me that craft dinner. Yeah. And that's because my body is just like, you need things that are going to generate energy. Mm-hmm. Right. And that is true intuitive eating, like eating for what your body is going through, because yeah. then a lot of the time it's very good at self-regulating. Like if you give your body mm-hmm. the opportunity to, it regulates how much you need to consume, because then yeah. when I'm in the ovulation period and before when I have all that energy, 
I naturally mm-hmm. just, I'm like, eh, I'll eat a little lighter. Like I want to have mm-hmm. things that are, are not going to sit heavy in my stomach because I'm, I'm on the go. I want to be moving. Yeah. So I love intuitive eating, but I think people do need to be aware of mm-hmm. the pitfall of yeah. not truly being intuitive. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's not a free for all. You know, mm-hmm. we, we don't crave ice cream and chocolate and chips every day. <laughs> um, and, and I also think it's important to look at the foods that you're craving. You know, yes. if your body's craving a lot of sugar or salt, mm-hmm. look into what that means. Because yeah. a lot of the time it means that your body is deficient in a vitamin or a mineral. Mm-hmm. And it's it's trying to tell you that it needs something, but you kind of go like, oh, I need a salty snack when I have chips. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where you can kind of expand your food repertoire a little bit by seeing like, oh, I need salt. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. I should eat this instead. Or like I need it's, – it's like my body's calling for more fats. I'm going to have yeah. some uh, some trail mix or some mm-hmm. some avocado or nuts or something that is like – nutritionally dense with fats mm-hmm. versus like ice cream. Yeah. So yes, I think this is a fantastic thing. Do you have any thoughts on intuitive eating? Yeah. Well, I actually really love the point that you just made because I was thinking about it today because I've been finding that when, you know, I'm, you know, when I haven't had something to eat in a little while and my body starts craving something, especially when I'm on the road, usually it's like McDonald's fries. or pizza or Mm -hmm. ice cream, something that's not the best for my body, but very easy to get, which is why I think intuitively, why I think my body personally is craving it is like, oh, well, there's McDonald's right there. I could just go get it. Yeah. And I'm realizing I'm like, well, no, like I want McDonald's fries, but like, I don't really honestly like how I feel Mm -hmm. after I have McDonald's fries. Why, why is my body saying I want this? And I'm like, oh, because my body hasn't had very much salt today it's looking for some that's the quickest way to get it right now so it's trying to push me towards that spot so I'm just going to rechannel my energy for a little bit till I get home and then I don't know have some salted peanuts when I get back yeah like have something that's a little bit more nutritionally dense yeah and and better for you quote unquote Mm -hmm. that is going to fill that that need And Mm -hmm. uh, just as you were talking about, like, you know, being in the car and going places, like, that can be stress on your body, too. And a lot of times when we feel stressed, we crave unhealthy things because it makes us feel better temporarily. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's important to be careful and aware of those at the same time. Mm -hmm. I'm a big yay for intuitive eating, just so long as... Everyone is aware of what it entails. Yes. Yeah. I think I think you yeah. really need to be aware of it just because so many people are talking about it, but they don't really talk about like what it mm-hmm. is and how you do it because it's a process, yeah. you know, and, and you just have to keep learning. And then I feel the more you listen and talk to your body, the more it's going to talk back to you. Yeah. What's made taking on this practice easier for me is that I'm not really fixated on like a weight loss goal anymore like I'm more just like I kind of just want to be at the weight that my body wants to be at and intuitive eating has made that possible Mm -hmm. for me because I'm like okay well I'm eating uh like I'm 
following what my body wants and stuff. This is the weight that I am at. And it's very stable. Yes. I guess this is the weight that my body wants to be at. And I'm trusting that. Yeah. Like your, your body is smart and mm-hmm. we, we just get so in our head about it that we don't listen at all. So mm-hmm. it's just important to kind of, you know, quiet down your mind a little bit and really see what your body's telling you. Exactly. All right. Well, is that the end of our trends? I have a couple of like what I would like to see in the future. Yes. Things, but that's just because I'm feeling sassy about these two. Okay. Yeah. You start and then I have one and then I have an honorable mention. Okay. So my first one is, and we rant about this all the time, guys, I'm not kidding, is all gyms and studios, regardless of the area that it is located in, whether it's a city or a rural area, I would love to see them to start offering classes in the early morning and through the evening. Yes. Because, man, I cannot, like, it took me forever to find a single yoga class that wasn't at 1030 in the morning. Like, I work full time, man. Who is going to these classes? Who is going to these? Who is going to a 9 a.m. or a 2 p.m.? workout class like I know retired no I know retired people and people who don't have to work but that is not catering to like the majority of people who want to go want to, to go class. to these classes yes yeah so that's what I would love to see because man it's so annoying and I mean I, I do think depending on the studio probably the classes are designed that way because they're catering towards the target market mm-hmm. of their clientele but even just offer like a 530 or six, just just one. Yeah, you no, know, just you know, it doesn't have to be all the time, but just sometimes. Yeah, because I think they're missing a huge part of the market because exactly I know plenty of people who want to go to the classes, myself included, and I'm just like, well, that one starts an hour after I start work, and mm-hmm. that one is finishing when I'm done work. Yep. So I guess I'm just going to be on my own over here and have to rely on myself to mm-hmm. to do a workout or, or whatever, go for a walk. And uh, yeah, so there's a big market, gyms yeah. that don't offer yeah. classes outside of the working hours. Um, yeah. A studio that, that I'm trying out right now, uh, they definitely see this in the market. So they have like um, a 645 class that's an hour long um Mm -hmm. and then I think the gym runs until about one o'clock so they have classes like almost every hour until one o'clock and then they actually shut down for about three to four hours okay and they open back up at like five o'clock or 5 30 okay and they run three evening classes Nice. So like that is nice way to do it because I know I've called them before and the owner picked up and he was just like, oh, sorry, I'm just out for lunch. I was just like, oh, no, like call me back when you guys are open. Like I'm glad that mm-hmm. um, they're just catering and it, it really is more of a um, working crowd that goes yeah. to the studio. So it's kind of nice to see that like they have stuff for people who might not be working like the typical Monday through Friday, nine to five. But mm-hmm. then there is plenty of option for the people who do have to work. And those are, those classes are full. Like you Love have that. to book them in advance. And that's another thing I like about the studio is it I feel it holds you accountable because also with the place I'm going to, I, I have to 
book and I can only book seven days ahead. So I can't like mm-hmm. crash book a bunch of classes. Um, so I have to really think about my week. And then if I'm late to a class, it's $10. And if I oh. miss it and not tell them, it's $20. Oh. Yeah. So I'm just like, I am getting to that class. So wow. it's kind of nice to know. Like I'm I'm only able to book a week ahead. So I know how I'm feeling that week. And mm-hmm. then I'm just like, I better go or else it's going to be costly. That's actually really interesting. I like that they do that. Yeah. So like I don't have a problem with people who have no-show fees because they're very good. Like you can call them like pretty much right up to an hour or mm-hmm. so. I, I don't remember exactly, but like you can call them pretty close to the class and they'll take you out and put someone on the wait list. But if you just mm-hmm. don't say anything, they're like 20 bucks. <laughs> well, I bet that's because the classes are so full that there is the wait list where they're like, if you don't tell us, then that's a number of people that are missing out. Yeah, exactly. On that's, your spot. That's someone who could have gone and like that waste that wait list is, is pretty long some days because yeah. there's some very popular classes. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go into yours or shall I? Yeah, no, I'll, I'll go into mine because this leads off very, very closely to what I was just talking about. So I have recently joined a studio. Um, I was just doing some trial classes last week and I'm going to talk more about it when we do like our fall breakdown, but um, I kind of joined the studio to be around more people. Yes. As everyone knows here, that that. is out of my comfort zone. I'm not really a people person. One trend that has been coming up is class inclusiveness. Yeah. And that is kind of getting to know the people who you do workout classes with or you're with them at the the same time at the gym. Um, Okay. And it's just kind of like saying hi, you know, talking a little bit. Oh. Or just just always being there at the same time and you acknowledge each other. Uh, Mm -hmm. This is a big step for me, but it's something I would like to see from myself to kind of get familiar with, with people who are going to the same studio as me. Mm-hmm. Never know. I might make a friend. <laughs> this is very aspirational this for me. This is super I'm aspirational. Like, like, uh... like, I haven't done it yet. I've been to two classes and I have not talked to anyone. Um, yeah. But I find that's like not uncommon because when like I was going to a gym and working out, like if you even looked at me, I was just like, why are you looking at me? Like get out of my space. Mm-hmm. Um but in the class environment, I'm trying to be like a little bit more, you know, okay. friendly, friendly. Yes. I get you. I get you. I do kind That's... of have a resting bitch face. So like I'm trying yeah. to work on that. I get you. Um, I'm in the same wavelength here. That's, I've also been starting to go to a studio a bit with that intention that I would like to meet some, you know, mate. Maybe make some acquaintances or a friend mm-hmm. and also like be around younger people in my area because that's where they are going is this studio. But um, yeah, definitely when I first walked in, I was just like, why is everyone smiling at me? And I was just like, no, don't look at me. So that that's an ongoing process, I think. Like that'll, that'll take a while. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, it's, a, it's an aspirational one for for us here but uh what is your next one so mine and i would absolutely love to see this is making yoga and other group fitness studios 
more financially accessible for people. Amen. Because as yoga is getting more popular, which like, and, and other, I mean, a lot of, a lot of stu- like yoga studios also do like Pilates and bar classes and stuff. So I'm kind of like including them all under this umbrella, but ways as these group fitness classes have been getting more popular, the price has been going up and up and up and up. Mm-hmm. And I think like we, you and I were talking about it recently where can't remember how many years ago, but there was a studio that you went to that it was $99. Yeah. And like it was $90 and that was like with tax. So that was monthly yeah. and I it was for, um, I think, okay, I'm, I'm trying to remember. I, I don't know if it was the unlimited like seven days a mm-hmm. week or the unlimited weekday, which was perfect yeah. for me because like the weekday is when I would do my workout um, mm-hmm. and, and go to these classes. So it was a reach for me at the time, mm-hmm. even $90, but I went so often that I had like the price per it. class like really low. Like it was less than $5 mm-hmm. a class, I think. Like I went several times a week. But yeah, now with the exception of like the Y and maybe like a um, community center gym, you cannot get any membership under $100. The one studio that I've been really enjoying that I would probably only do like one day a week, like drop-in passes, Mm -hmm. their membership is $200 a month. And I'm just like, it's a nice studio. I like it a lot in here, but man, $200? Yeah. Like that's so unattainable for so many people. Yeah, it is. Oh my God. I would have to go like every day just to justify spending that much money. I know. So I'm just like, okay. I'll just go do yoga once a week because like the drop-in fee is like the same as all the other studios in the area. So I'm like, okay, I'll just do that once a week because that's really the only how much time I would go anyway. Yeah. But it's just like, I think like yoga itself too is supposed to kind of be like a, I I look at it as a way to bring people together Mm -hmm. and something that should be accessible for everybody. And it's almost like making it that expensive kind of goes against that philosophy. Yeah, like it's just being like, okay, well, this is for the elite and like wealthy people now. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, until then, you know, there are options like, you know, you could do what I'm doing where it's like you go once a week and you do the drop-in fee if that's attainable for you. Or like we've noted a bunch of times, there are a lot of free options Mm -hmm. um, online. So Yoga with Adrian, a great one. Can't sing her enough praises. And I know there's a bunch of other ones and there's like, you know, online Pilates classes and stuff. So if it's really out of your price range right now, there's always options. Yeah. And like, unfortunately, the online version isn't quite, I don't know, you don't get quite the feel of being around like other people and there's like an energy that's created. Um, Mm -hmm. Being in class is definitely optimal. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm just thinking of even that kickboxing gym I was trying out and I had like a deal for the first month, I think. And uh, the monthly membership was like over $220. And granted, you got a lot. Like it was an effective workout. It took you half an hour. You had trainers that were guiding you through it. So like the, the bang for your buck was there. But mm-hmm. still for me, I'm just like, even with all this, I cannot justify spending over $200 yeah. on a gym membership. Like it's just, I, I have different priorities. I have different responsibilities in life. Like 
I, I guess yeah. yeah and and it wasn't a workout that like like maybe you could work your way up to going maybe five times a week but it was so intense that like you could only do it so much so mm-hmm. the per class value really wasn't there either and um, even with I know a lot of studios will will sell like the packages of passes and your per class is less but even with those ones like I was looking at some past packages it's like still putting like $400 out all at once or more yeah and no it's crazy yeah so even with like those passes putting $400 out all at once that's why mm-hmm. I've like never bought a book of passes because I'm just like, oh, you want me? To-? And I know it's like cheaper in the long run, but like just throwing four hundred dollars out all at once just on passes—that's that's a reach. It's a lot. That's a reach. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So make yoga and group fitness classes more accessible. Thank you. <laughs> What's your honorable mention? Okay, so to finish up our episode today. I am giving an honorable mention to hula hoop classes. <laughs> have you seen these? I have not personally like seen a studio in my area offer a hula hoop class. Um, yeah. But they are online. They're trending. And I seriously looked up today. I was just like, is it bullshit? I need to know. I is it bullshit? It. And what I came back with from a reputable site is that it is not bullshit. Love it. I know. I was just like, that is awesome. I <laughs> I don't like I'm not really sure how long these classes are. Like, how long are you supposed to hula hoop for? Mm-hmm. I feel like I would get tired really quickly. But they say <laughs> it's like hula hooping. It's like a fantastic cardio workout. Like it gets your heart rate up and it's like working your your stabilizers and your core. Love it. And um apparently there's like a whole thing to get the proper size for you and you can get weighted hula hoops. So the quick guide is that the smaller the hula hoop, the harder it is. And then the larger the hula hoop, the easier it is. Um, Interesting. People did have some warnings that like you can injure yourself. So oh. if you are fascinated in getting started with hula hooping, uh, definitely mm-hmm. go watch some videos so you can learn the proper technique. And How do you um, injure yourself? Oh, I'm going to tell you how you injure yourself. Okay. Yes. Okay. So the first one is very common is you're hula hooping for too long. Oh. You have to build your way into it. So when you're starting off with your hula hooping, start with just a few minutes. Space it out. Take breaks. Mm -hmm. See how your body is feeling. Also with the hula hoops, I didn't know. Like I was just kind of imagining the kid one that was like plastic that we all had. (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's the one I was picturing but no apparently there are like special workout hula hoops and some of them are weighted and a lot of people will hurt themselves by starting with a weighted hula hoop Mm -hmm. or like having one that's just too heavy Mm -hmm. so you want to start light and then build your way up because like people have said like I threw out my back (laughs) hula hooping (laughs) (laughs) so I just I'm not that, I'm just fascinated by this. Yeah. And and like there's a lot of benefits to it because like it's super low impact. Like it's not like running is super bad for your knees and stuff. So if you have like knee problems or I think even hip problems, they said like hula hooping is an option because you're just standing there and 
even if you didn't want to do it as its own full workout, you can incorporate into like your regular workout routine. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a good way to break up your workouts. So I'm kind of fascinated now. If I come across a hula hoop class, I think I'm going to take it just because I need to know what's up. I need Let to know, know how hard this if is. You find one and I'll come with you. Okay, we're going to go. We're going to go. If anyone, if anyone in the GTA like knows a hula hoop class, let us know because we're going to mm-hmm. go. We are going to go. Yes. Wow. The only I, thing is I, I don't that. ever recall being super great at hula hooping. I'm going to have I'm going to be a little rusty for sure. I I wouldn't be surprised if I did throw up my back <laughs> doing hula hooping cuz I was not good at it. I could do like three spins and then it was on the, on the floor. Yeah, exactly. But apparently like so. they teach you a technique to keep it spinning and hmm. yeah. So we'll become master hula hoopers. Nice. So yes, that is my honorable mention. I'm going to give it an honorable yay because I really couldn't find any bullshit on it. It was legit a thing that you can do and like see benefits from. I'm a yay with this too, just because like, why is it a thing? But also it's amazing. I know. I love that it's a thing. That's fantastic. Well, that's it for me. I don't have any other uh, honorable mentions here. Yep, that is it for me as well. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If there are any trends that you love or hate or you like the ones that we talked about today, definitely send us an email. We'd love to talk to you about them and maybe mention them on a future episode. Our email Mm -hmm. is twithlaurarachel at gmail.com. Yes, and if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or a five-star rating on Spotify. It really helps out the show, so we would very much appreciate it if you would do so. And with that, live like tea. Live like tea.